BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. Okay, guys, it's time to pour it out. Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up with Stassi, the special monthly episode I call Pour It Out, where I get to connect with you, the Khaleesi's, the people, the listeners. I love it. So I've spent the last um, uh, last t- 24 hours going through different messages, narrowing it down. Let me explain in case you're new here. You get to call in, leave me a voicemail, um, and it can be about anything, just a question pertaining to your life or maybe sometimes mine, whatever. All I say is that I'm not here to spill the tea on this this type of episode. We're just like talking through our probs. We're talking through our problems. And if you want to call in and leave a voicemail and be on this show, you can dial 844-666-SUWS. And right now I have with me my CO Lo, Lo French, who is going to help me answer all of the questions because we can't just have one point of view. Yeah, no, that would be boring. It would be boring and it would be kind of just like unfair. Yeah, you know, totally. Like, we need to get we need to get two up in here. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. But before we get into <laughs> the questions, y'all, I'm sorry, but I have to do this. Like, we got to talk about Harry and Meghan. We have to. We we have we have to because d- wow, I'm so impressed. It beyond yeah. impressed. Like when I t- so yesterday was the day, and this is how crazy it is I had like told Bo the night before I was like listen I know we're supposed to have like couple quality time tomorrow we're supposed to watch Wednesday together like continue watching that like make dinner together like have some wine like talk you know like things like that that (laughs) couples do okay and I'm like but we can't because Harry and Megan come out and he was like, okay, all right, well, I guess, you know, whatever. He's like, I think the game's on. So, like, honestly, he wouldn't have stayed up watching Wednesday with me anyway. Okay. So he would have been the bad guy right. in this situation. And then I woke up yesterday morning, and it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every single, like, every article ever to exist yesterday had to do with Harry and Meghan. And I'm like, what? what's happening? I did not realize that Netflix releases things at midnight. Oh, yeah. I almost stayed up the night before. And then I was like, don't be a psychopath. How come no one told me that? I thought you knew that. No, I, I never knew that. I assume you think that, it was like a, like HBO does 6 p.m. Yeah. Maybe that's why you thought that. Yeah, I thought that it was going to be like that. Yeah, like no. every other show, pretty much. No, because it has to be Netflix. released to the world. Right. Makes sense now that I'm thinking back on it. But mm-hmm. I didn't know. So then I was like, oh, wow. 
So I can't wait till tonight, till the nighttime. I'm like, cancel. I literally am going through my my schedule and my thing, like the list of things that I had to do. And I was like, cancel, cancel, cancel. Oh, can't cancel that. So I guess I'll have to like watch it in between before, after. Okay. Um, cancel, cancel. Right. I'm like, told Belle. I told Sonia, who is our nanny, who has like become part of our family. Like I can't like say more amazing things about her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how Bo and I parented for so long without any help. Like, I don't either. I don't I'm know. obsessed with her. I think back on on like the last two years and how like we would literally have to just fit in work like during Hartford's naps and like switch off. And like we were just constantly exhausted. Like I don't know how. I have no idea how we did it. Yeah. But now that we have Sonia... Oh my God, we get so much more shit done. Yeah. I'm such a happier person. Bo's such a happier person. I can shower and not feel guilty. It's fucking amazing. Also, shout out to Sonia for making us a uh, penis con pollo. Oh, yeah. The other day, which I've lived off of every single day since. It's so freaking delicious. She's such a good cook. Yes. And I've eaten it in all different ways. Yeah. I've made like sandwiches with like my bread, then bread that I like. Then I've, like, I had it with rice. Then I just had it alone with some lettuce, like a lettuce cup. Highly recommend. So good. <laughs> yeah, highly recommend. But I even told, so I told Sonia, I was like, I'm I'm going to be in my room and I'm going to be watching this. But it's like also kind of research. I justified it in my head as being like, I'm not having a lazy day because it's also research. Research for this? Yeah. Or no, for how to rule the world. I don't know. No. Yes. Research for the podcast. Okay. Kind of. Because it's providing me with something to talk about. Totally. So technically... I did not have a lazy day. I was working. I agree. Yeah. Because same. If we're going to use that justification, same. Yeah. So we worked really hard yesterday. It was like all <laughs> the day <long>. hardest. <laughs> we paid so specific s- attention to every detail. Literally, though. And uh, when I was watching it, I was like, just like 10 minutes into the first episode, I was like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. I'm going to cry. Like, I just did my makeup. I'm trying so hard not to cry. Like, this was worth the wait. Mm -hmm. And I had become one of those people that was like, where's this $100 million show that we've been talking about for so long? I'm like, what is it possibly going to be? Is it going to be like another Oprah interview? Or is it going to be like archetypes? Like, is it going to be so heavily produced? Is it going to be more real? There's no way they would just like do a reality show. Like, so what what is it going to be like? And it exceeded every expectation that I had. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this to me feels like something that's never been done before. I don't know how, what category I would put it in because it was half reality. It was half reality TV. Yeah, they did a really good job at gathering all of the past footage and royal footage. They did a good job at vlogging and like documenting during that time, even though in their videos, they're even like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't know what to say. Harry loves to say, I don't know what day it is. I think it's the 17th or or (laughs) he's never had to know what day it is or May, Wednesday or Tuesday. I'm not sure. I'm like, that's that's his thing. Like the way that I say like a lot, Mm -hmm. which I know is annoying. I know. I know. see the comments, everyone. I know (laughs) you guys. How I say like, do you know what I mean? I know. That's that's Harry's thing. He can never get the day right. Interesting. (laughs) I just don't think he's ever had to. Why would he? That's such a good point. Right? No, that's such a good point. And someone's he's, doing your schedule. Someone's telling you where to go, where to be, when, whatever. He doesn't need to know. He's just like, yep, I'm getting in the car. He's I'm dressed. never had to know what day it is. Yeah. Maybe when he was in the military. No, but even then, you're, no, that's like an everyday thing. What a weird life to live. Hmm. 
anyway, so yeah, we watched it. And I, I mean, once I got done the third episode, the tears were flowing. I could not believe how amazing it is. And like I said, like it was like half reality TV, but also half documentary that was so informative. Mm -hmm. Like it, and, and also talking about the things without shit talking. Right. Without like blaming, like without like ripping someone apart. Yeah. No one was named thus far. You know what I mean? Right. Now I'm in my head about, do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) There's little implications but no one is specifically named. Correct. But so I don't feel like it was like, they're not tearing down. No. Anyone. It also feels so factual and authentic. Like the stories they're telling and they're like combating headlines as they're telling the actual story. Yeah. And I'm like, how can anyone be watching this and still think that it's not, that they're not being real and honest? And let me tell you though, because I don't know if anyone saw, but I went rogue on my Instagram. I saw. I love I, it when you do that. And I was like, you know what? I, I know that it's it's the cringiest thing to film yourself crying, but this moment is important. It's important for Megan and Harry, and I'm doing it for Megan and Harry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm making a point. It's not like I'm having, like, a really bad day, and I thought, let me just take out my phone and, like, document yeah. my really bad day and, like, the, the pain that I'm going through, which, like, I get that's therapeutic for some people. It used to be therapeutic for me. Right. I did it a lot. But this felt like, no, the world needs to know, the world, my followers <laughs> need to know that this is a very moving docu-series so and I, to give it a shot i actually have a question about this did you realize the tears were like so dense on your face like oh now is the moment to pull out my phone and do it like what was that thought process like oh yeah i'll tell you okay because, <laughs> because they were real because like, my that eyes, was my eyes were watering the whole time and i was just trying so hard not to cry okay because again my makeup and right. i'm like i don't feel like redoing this and then all of a sudden i'm like i i can't I can't. I can't. And I just felt it all just coming down. And I'm like, all right, well, if I was ever going to film myself crying, (laughs) this is the most dramatic way to do it because the tears have fallen just great. Just so poetically. Love it. Down my face. It was such a throwback. Yeah. Good times. You know, know? good times. But all of the DM I read. So like I have never been more checking my DMs mm-hmm. than I was yesterday because and? I wanted to get every I wanted to see what were people thinking about it too. And it is incredible how like polarizing Harry and Meghan are to people and how like it, it literally is either it was either half the people responding to my DMs being like Thank you so much. Like, I feel the same way. I'm watching and crying right now. I don't understand how anyone could not like them, especially after watching this. Or there was the other side where it's like, unfollow. I love you, but like, I can't support you if you're supporting them. She's absolute trash. She's ruining Harry. She's emasculating him. Like, just like hatred, like full-blown hatred for them. And so, and then I got a few sprinkled in that were like you know what i hated them i hated megan like really hated her but then i watched this documentary and now what the fuck i like her and so at least okay there's hope at least you know a few people yeah saw the light and i just think that like why i'd like to know from like the people who like really hate them Mm -hmm. why like what is the argument 
the the biggest argument I've seen is that she's fake. Okay, like, and I have an answer. The, I have an answer for yeah, this. Yeah, like people are so mad about that. And I, I get it because there have been moments, especially on her podcast, there were moments mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, this is so produced. And like, she's she's just too perfect that it's not likable. Okay, I have an answer for this. I And if anyone wants to listen to um, me go like talk about this for even longer than this podcast episode, I did Katie's. Katie Maloney's podcast, You're Gonna Love Me, and we talked about it for like 40 minutes. So that's going to come out, I think, <laughs> right like now, soon, tomorrow. I don't know, whenever. So right. you can listen to more. But I have a theory now Okay, after watching this documentary because, and like I've said before, just because I love Megan doesn't mean I find her like without fault. Right. Like I still see her shortcomings. Yes. I still see her weaknesses. And I've been one of those people that while I still loved her and appreciated her I'm like oh she seems kind of phony or like this was a lie this like had to have been a lie or this has to have been made up the little mermaid will never I can never forget (laughs) it like it just to me like that did not happen yeah but after watching this documentary I'm like I think she actually just is that I think that she is actually perfect like that I think so too I think that she probably like is a really just like healthy person that like never gets too fucked up when they drink always remembers to like do a face mask before bed probably wears (laughs) like silk pajamas never had like wakes up in the middle of the night and is like oh I need a Xanax you know like she's just that person she's always just really polite to people and her tone of voice is that's how she shows like kindness is by speaking you know in in that tone of voice yeah that seems like too nice but I think that is genuinely who she is and so everyone's watching this being like you're not real it is real that's just who she is she just happens to be this perfect the rest of us aren't it also just sucks because she's an actress and like that was her trade or that was her craft before being with Harry so everyone falls back on that and is like oh she's just acting she's (sighs) fake and it's like No, like actors can get into character, of course, but like she's not living her whole life being an actress. No, I hate. No, I hate that. So it's such a dumb excuse. So then what's so if if I can debunk the whole fake argument, she's just fake. I think I don't think she is. I think this is really who she is. And maybe that's not your cup of tea. Someone who's so perfect and buttoned up. And that's fine. That Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be. But I think she's being herself. This is who she is. So with that argument out of the way. What's I don't, the next one? I don't know. What are the other ones? That hair that she is um a fame whore just trying to destroy the monarchy. Mm. All right, guys. <laughs> Sit down. Do like <laughs> do we think she woke up one day and set out to destroy the monarchy? Like very doubtful. Very doubtful. And and it does that doesn't sound like an undertaking anyone would want it sounds absurd it's no it sounds ridiculous. like i don't even know how to argue that because i i can't even there's no real points that would even be arguable yes. that's absurd no it's insane the uh, another argument is like um she's holding harry hostage <laughs> <laughs> like she changed Hartford. she changed as lilibet have we talked about that on this? I can't remember. Oh, my God. Do you guys you know there's a theory out there? Oh, my God. I don't know. Have I talked about that? I can never remember where I, I talk about I don't remember. Things. It's on one of the podcasts, but there is a conspiracy theory out there it's in so the wild good. online. Google it. You'll be able to find it that I lent <laughs> Harry and Megan, my daughter Hartford, for their photo shoots. 
for like the photos that they released of Lilibet. And either, I've, and it's either that she doesn't even exist. Yes, that Lilibet doesn't exist. Or that they just don't want people to know what she looks like. Correct. So they borrowed their quote unquote best friend Stassi's yes. face. Pe- no, but I love that people think I'm friends with her and I actually know her. Oh my God. It's the best conspiracy theory there is. No, 100%. Yeah. If you would have told me this, like Stassi, crystal ball, three years ago, like when I was on tour, <laughs> And With like Megan I, on the when wall. Megan on my wall on set on stage, I had a framed photo of Megan yeah. on there. If you would have said to me three years from now, you're going to have a baby. Megan Markle's going to have a baby girl, and there's going to be conspiracy theories out there that you lent your baby to Megan Markle so that no one knew what Megan's baby looked like, and and that. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't even say it. It's like, it's so insane. It's I, hilarious. I even saw like a little news video on it. Like, um, that was like from another country where they're like, reality, reality stars, Bo Clark and Stacey Schroeder or something like, oh, like a robot. Voice. Yeah. It was like a robot voice. And I'm like, I can't oh believe God. this is what you think. It's so weird. They do look like though. They, it's very weird. If you would have told me three years ago that me and Megan would have baby daughters that looked alike. Yeah. I like, can't believe it. It's cute. And like when I like read online all about this and like the comments that people were like tweeting, like, I knew Stassi was disgusting, but this is a whole new level of disgusting to lend her baby to Meghan Markle, to her rich friends. And I'm like, oh, and my people literally God. saying it makes sense because Stassi was in Europe for her wedding at the time. Shut up. So then she was able to just fly over to England to let Meghan use her baby. This is insane. <laughs> like, truly, I'm honored. So those people are the ones who think that she's holding Harry hostage, too? Probably. Hopefully. Well, it's like... Like that she just like brainwashed him. How is she so powerful I to all these people? I don't like, know. She's a mastermind. Major dictator vibes. What is she going to do next? I, who knows? <laughs> but like those are the only arguments I can think of. I'd yeah. really like to hear from other people who don't like her in a non-mean way. Like if anyone wants to DM me, like please don't be mean about it. I don't need to hear someone's trash. Right. I don't need to hear like the, you know, fuck this person. Fuck I don't need to hear that. Just like, get, just per, let me know. Like, what is it that 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 you hate? Right. So much because she's just a person like you and me. She's she grew up in a house like you and me, like she, down the street. Oh, down the street. Like, for <laughs> real. Like she went to school. She had friends. She has insecurities. She has hopes and dreams. We're all the fucking same. And she got put through the most intense situation. Did she sign up for it? Yes. But like she who who would have known? Who would have known? Yeah. Who would know? You're telling if I was in her situation. Like, everyone's like, she did know who Prince Harry was. She pretends like she didn't. Of course she knew who he was. Yeah. She just didn't, like, know all the things. Kind of like, if I were to have been able to go on a date with Prince Harry, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known all the things. Like, I would know absolutely who he is and that he's really cute and, like, you know, the main things. But, like, not enough. I wouldn't know that I had to curtsy. Oh, yeah. No, any of that etiquette stuff, there's no way you could know all of it. You could think you did, but you would be wrong. I wouldn't know. And then, like, I wouldn't know what it's like to have, like, the media, the British media, just so, like, the way that it works with the royal family that, like, 
everything's connected and it's all trading information and a game and you need like protection, but sometimes you don't get it. And just like how much they take over your life and that you, she wouldn't be able to leave her house or open her curtains. Can you imagine being in your house and never being able to let sunlight in? No. Like that to me was a part that I was like, that's so sad that like she couldn't be in her house and let sunlight in. Mm -hmm. She had to live like a fucking vampire. Yeah. Vampire chic. But like, (laughs) That's insane. It's sad. It's really sad. And I just watched this whole documentary and I was like, their love story is incredible. Mm -hmm. And you can see how much they love and respect each other and just how great of friends they are, too. Like, there's it just you feel it. You can't not feel it. And everything that they went over, every point that they made was like valid as fuck. Yeah. Like, and they weren't I didn't think that they were complaining whatsoever no i don't think so either i think they were very like factual in their stories yeah and they obviously had feeling and emotion tied to it but it was it was just like this is my life and this is how i lived it just as like i would tell you a story about me yes it's the same thing and can you imagine going through all of this and like imagine you imagine going through the hardest time you've ever gone through in your life now Everywhere you turn, when you go to the grocery store, magazines, newspapers, everything online, all on social media, everyone actually in your neighborhood, everywhere knows about this and is writing their opinions and they're not good and making up stories, also reporting some truths, a lot of them not. And you're never allowed to really say anything. You can't just like get on your phone and be like, here are the receipts of this text message, screenshot, send it out or like defend yourself or like she was they weren't allowed to like. And then it went on for so long because they were in the royal family for so long with their duties and stuff that like then once they got out of it. It's like, okay, well, when is the right moment? Now so many more things have been written. So many things have been spun that's not true. All right, let me try and do an Oprah interview. But like when you do somebody else's, like someone else's show or interview or podcast or something like that, you're never going to fully get like your full truth out there the way that you want it to because somebody else is interviewing you and asking the questions and you have to answer them in a timely manner you don't have all day to fucking sit around and explain your story and then on top of that it's edited down so it seems like oh she might be lying about this or like this is kind of vague or like what 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 like that's what that is to then finally be able to say okay no like this is this is really how we felt this is how we viewed the situation this is our truth like let her live yeah let them live let them fucking speak their truth like imagine not being able to speak your truth and having to just shut up like i just i can't it's hard for anyone to fathom because none of us are ever going to be in that situation like you always have for the most part you have the ability to speak out if you want to whereas she not only were she and he not allowed to say anything but everyone around them wasn't saying anything either yeah and so it was another layer of even more like you really can't speak on this even if you want to yeah like i i just think that they are two very strong people that are trying to do the best they can yeah like also i have to give her points because can you imagine like second date with a guy going in a tent for five days 
mm-hmm. without a bathroom. Wait, no. Without like low. That's... Where did you go? like? Wait, low. This is literally what I was thinking no, of the whole I'm time. I'm so glad that you said that because I said the exact thing on Katie's podcast. So like a cool girl would do that. So I'm like, not like where a did, lame girl. Where did she poop? In the bushes. How in far the bush. away did you walk, walk from the tent? Like, how did you do that? But like, the fact that she was willing to and she probably didn't complain and she probably still looked so fresh and cute and whatever. Like, she's a cool girl. Yeah. No, agreed. But when I tell you, I thought of that the whole time, too. Yeah. And I brought that up to Katie and she's like, I never thought about where did they go to the bathroom? Like, like, I did. And like, what if she had gas? Like a long plane ride. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Literally. <laughs> like, that's horrifying. I'm, I'm telling the same you, page. I wouldn't have gone. No. I don't care who you are. I don't know I if I, have gone. I don't know if I could like physically could have. No, because like listen. I mean, I'm sure I could, but without like, makeup and a mirror and all that stuff, no one wants to see Oh, it's not even makeup the for me. Psoriasis, the rosacea, the like Prince Harry would have woken up and been like, We're gonna have to send you back home. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, huh? No. Yes, it's not. not. Without my foundation. I've seen without foundation on your fine. It's You're not stunning. the vibe. It's definitely not the vibe. <laughs> I'm sure nobody would choose that for their second date. No makeup and whatever. Yeah. But it just shows she's confident and like really liked him. I don't know. I think I give her points for that whole experience no i give her points for like a million different things yeah although i take some off i knocked some off when she started talking about her wardrobe palette oh the reason why yeah. she wore, wore neutrals so, you thought you guys were just on the same page I thought the that whole she time just liked neutrals mm-hmm. like me so yeah, i'm no. like i'm over here just like living my best neutral life camel beige <laughs> white creams blacks like all you know all that shit <laughs> and then all of a sudden megan has to just come pop my pop my bubble and be like why do you think i always wore camel beige white neutrals tone down because i'm just trying to blend in trying to blend in and i'm like oh Fuck! god <laughs> so you didn't even want to be wearing you didn't even want to look this chic i'm like i i just think it, it looks chic super interesting though that you're not allowed to wear the same color as any of the senior members of the royal family or her majesty the queen i feel like i knew that already i didn't oh i mean i'm sure it makes sense but i've never heard it like said like well, that but like no offense to the late queen mm-hmm she chose horrible colors all the time that I don't really feel Maybe like... she did it on purpose so nobody would choose lime green with her. Oh, that's or nice. Or powder blue or baby pink. Oh, no. Powder blue is lovely. But, like, I've seen the queen in, like, literally lime green. Yeah. And, like, a really not cute shade of purple. And, like, probably I've seen her in orange. I mean, do you really think she's the one picking out her clothes? Yes. No. Yes. She has you staff think she has who... no free will? To no, say, I today she... I feel like wearing this. I mean, I think she does, but I think I'm sure other people, too, are like, here's some options. And she's like, all right, whatever. I think she's like, I think I'll go with the green today. <laughs> that's that's what I think. OK. Who knows? So, yeah, those are those are those were my main thoughts. Like, if you haven't listened to if you haven't watched the documentary, the docu-series, and if, if even if you hate her, if you don't, I don't know, whatever. Try. Like, just like watch it, because if anything, it's it's interesting because you very informative. It's really informative. And you learn more about the monarchy and just and the way that the media is that they're not making those things up. Like there is that element to it that like these aren't these are facts. Yeah. So like I just say, like, give it a watch. It could turn the coldest, blackest heart. And look, if you don't like it. That's fine. You don't have to trash it. You can just move on to the Medici's season one. 100%. (laughs) Literally, you can move on to the Medici's and you can become a Renaissance woman. And you can be Stassi's best friend. 
Truly. <laughs> like, I'm going to need the creators of Medici's to, like, bring it back. Mm. Like, bring it back. Like, we can carry on and, like, do a new season. Write them a letter. When I tell you I've been listening to the soundtrack, I only did it when I was washing my face. Like today. how you used to do with Outlander? Yeah. Today when I was driving, mm-hmm. yesterday when I was driving, instead of listening to a podcast, I'm literally listening to the same like four Medici songs how does on it make repeat. You feel? Inspired. <laughs> no, it does. No, it does. Like it just makes me feel like like I'm a, a leader, like a matriarch. I'm the leader of this family and I have like, you know, I need to be the best, strongest version of myself for my daughter and I need to like create and just like be a boss bitch whatever you, <laughs> whatever you need to do it like really does inspire me it's hysterical can i start a medici fan group yeah because i'd like to communicate <laughs> with the people who also feel the same way as who, me who also watched the show how many years ago when it came out <laughs> 2016 to 2019 okay so solid eight years ago that it came out you might have to do times. some you might have to do some real good promotion to like get the people to remember that they watched it to come back and remember to talk to you about the things. It is so crazy how time goes so quickly. Mhm. Like wow. That was a long time ago, but like it's not and this, this the the show still holds up. It looks like it was created yesterday. Right. You know? No, it's a great show. I just think you really need to like gather the fans together. Well, whenever I post about it on Instagram, I go quickly to my DMs and I see people being like, and they'll respond like the true fans. Yeah. They respond so quickly when they see it and they're like, best cast. Like, I still lose sleep over this cast or like, I have to rewatch it like every like other month. They're like, I'm like, yes, you're my people. You're my people. You're my people. You should just start a close friends group with those people and do it through Instagram. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Little group chat. All right. I'm going to need you to help me with that. Okay. (laughs) All right. So thank you for letting me get that out. Thank you. Now we will get into the questions. We've got some good ones. So yeah, here we go. Hi, Stassi. I've been a huge fan of yours since the first episode of Vanderpump Rules. And I really appreciate how much you've grown and changed throughout the years. I am all for it. Anyways, my name is Juliana, and I am getting married to the love of my life in the spring. Um, But I have had my whole life, I've struggled with anxiety, and um, I have crippling anxiety when it comes to certain things, such as planning a wedding. I am a huge people pleaser. I want everyone to be happy all around, um, especially those that are very close to me and that I love dearly. But I also want to make this day about me because it's about me. And, of course, my fiancé as well. Um, I also care about my finances and those of my parents and his parents who are also spending money on our wedding. I just wanted your advice to see how do you get over certain things that cause you anxiety. Did you have anxiety when you were planning your wedding? If so, how did you get over it? Have you ever had crippling anxiety where you literally had to stop doing what you're doing because you're going to explode if you don't? Um, so, yeah, let me know. Thanks. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. Juliana, first of all, congratulations on your impending 
nuptials. That's really exciting. And I know how stressful it is to plan a wedding. To plan a birthday party is stressful. Mm -hmm. But weddings, people start going crazy. People start going crazy. And there's so many different... um, layers to this question because the first one is like about anxiety the first part that that I see and uh, I feel like everyone suffers from anxiety mm-hmm. like that that isn't that isn't just like I, I feel like it's the world we live in now like anxiety everyone feels it and I'm someone who is I have felt it a lot but not in situations like Juliana's like where it's like people pleasing right I feel anxiety in social situations when I'm around a lot of people like those are the sort of things that give me anxiety um but I also feel like the way to deal with anxiety is finding your coping mechanisms. And this might be a hot take that people might, might not agree with, but one one of my coping mechanisms is selfishness. Like, and and hear me out when I say this. Juliana, you, you say you're a people pleaser. And I don't know that I've ever been one, but I've I've tried to please people through I don't I wouldn't have ever categorized myself as a people pleaser, but obviously we all try to please others to a certain extent but I've realized that like that's not a way to live life and like sometimes selfishness is survival because we're all here to like lead happy lives so if people pleasing is taking away from you living a happy life all the time and it's not to say you're not a happy person but like causing more tension and anxiety and stress then like you gotta learn a little bit of selfishness and 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 selfishness gets a bad rap like it it, it does yeah. like and i'm not saying selfishness in like a, a dark selfish way it's just sometimes you have to not you have to think about you and your partner or you're like you know your team, your like immediate team Mm -hmm. first. You have to put your own mental health first. And when I was planning my wedding, trust me, like cutting down that guest list from like 150 to 30, I had to use my selfish skills like (laughs) all the time. And even when like I get anxiety about like responding to people via email, text, phone calls, responding back or DMs, like I have to then just like take a step back and be like, no. I, I I vote no. I, I say no. I, I need to be selfish right now. And I'm going to choose not to worry about it. The other person, if I don't respond to their text, they'll live. They'll survive. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you just got to put yourself first. Yeah. You know? I, I can relate to Juliana because I am a people pleaser. I feel like I've gotten a lot better about it over the last couple of years. But it was a journey of like a lot of honestly, like getting hurt by people because my expectations were different from theirs or I felt like I was putting in too much effort and they weren't um, and being constantly disappointed. But the thing I learned about being a people pleaser and like breaking it is that you are putting more pressure on yourself to please them than they expect. Mm -hmm. So like if you just say no, even though you think it's going to be the worst thing in the world and they're going to hate you, they they won't. They won't. And if they do, then they're not your people. I, but the people who get mad at you are the people who are taking advantage of you. 
Totally. So it's like you need to say no to weed those people out. And that takes a lot of like trial and error. But the people who like honor you as a friend or a family member and love you will respect that boundary. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, it won't it won't ruin the relationship like in your head. You're thinking it will. I completely agree with you. And I think the main word here is boundaries, mm-hmm. and, which is so funny because, you know, Thanksgiving just passed. And so I was up in Lake Arrowhead with my family and my sister like had to do some like everyone was asking my sister to do something and then like texting like my sister-in-law, my brother, like, can you do this or can you do this? And and or or getting people getting in arguments or fights or drama or whatever. And I'm like, well, no one ever asks me to do anything or like no one uh, <laughs> say no like, better. <laughs> no one is like getting in a fight with me or, or something like that. And everyone's just like, that's because you don't let them like you let you put up so many boundaries. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. And look how happy I am. Like, I don't have to be bothered with this shit because I choose no. Because right. like, I just I say no. And you're a good example. And I think that's I've learned a lot from you on like you don't have to text back right away. You don't have to be available all the time. You're always like, if if it's convenient, like it's never a rush. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person who I'm always like, oh, somebody asked me to do something. I'm going to do it right now. Like it's you. But it's a learned behavior. And I think like I think in your gut, you actually know what you want to do and what's the best decision for you. So I think do that and just try to slowly work out of your people pleasing ways. Yeah. Being a people pleaser. <laughs> yeah. It makes you a really good person, but like overrated. <laughs> like yes and no. So it's not always. I just think at the expense of yourself. Person. Yeah. At the expense of yourself. Like no. And also this is your wedding. Yeah. This is your wedding. Hopefully your only wedding. And you're going to want to look back on it and be like, fuck Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was exactly what I wanted. I was so happy. Like when I look back on my wedding, all of those selfish decisions I had to make, yeah. and I say it's selfish, but like, I don't really think that's, I wish there was another word for selfish, but like I have only the best memories. And I remember just being so in my body and just connected with like Bo and like my happiness and his happiness that like, I have not one regret mm-hmm. about any decision I made in terms of the wedding. People that weren't invited or where we were doing things or like helping somebody get there or whatever. Like I have not one regret because I focused on me and Bo and what we wanted. Yeah. It was honestly the best day ever. No, like it truly was. Like <laughs> I can't believe it's over. I know. It's sad. I can't believe it's been so long. Also like props to Juliana because planning a wedding is fucking rough seriously it's it's it all so worth it in the end yeah if you make the decisions for yourself yeah I think also like once you get to the actual day just live it and like be in the moment don't try to change or control anything and don't worry about whether people are having fun when I tell you no (laughs) I made it a point to be like I am not gonna think one thought about whether everybody else is enjoying themselves it is not about that. That's fun. It, and technically, your guests should enjoy themselves. Right. So like it is a little bit about that. But like also, no. But that's on them. It is. <laughs> you can have you, you can make you can make anything fun. Yeah. If you decide to. So I decided, no, I'm not going to think about anyone else but myself and Bo. Yeah. And Hartford and whether we're having fun. And it was like glorious <laughs> to have no anxiety about those around me to be like, yo, you're you're all you're on your own in terms of fun yeah. and happiness and joy. Totally. 
I gave you a good backdrop. I gave you a good setting. This is Rome. an Instagram gold yeah. mine. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this helped, Juliana. Yeah. Like anxiety is the pits. Also be honest with your close friends and family because they'll understand. Yeah. And they'll make you feel better. I've told my friends and family, yeah. this is just who I am. This is just who I am. I'm not going to always be in touch with you. I'm not going to always be responding to things. I'm not going to be always available. Like, I'm not going to always want to do things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give what I expect back from you, which is very little. (laughs) But that's the thing. You also can't expect a lot from other people when you're like that. So, like, you, you can't be like, expect other people to please you, but you're not pleasing them. But I don't, luckily, I don't need to be pleased. Say please one more time. Please. (laughs) Okay. Next question. Okay. Hey, Sauce. Um, Just wanted to say I love you so much. I am subscribed to the Patreon since the very beginning of the first episode, and I listen to it every Friday on my lunch hour. But anyways, um, so this is a topic that I would be interested to find what you would have to say on it due to you being a mother. But, um... I have not decided if I want to have kids. I'm I'm really it's truly leaning towards maybe having one. But that would be max. Um, I do find myself leaning towards not having kids though, and that's just a harsh like reality. I know that like is crazy to some people or anything like that. But um, my family and friends are putting a lot of pressure on me to, you know, have a baby or you know have a family. My parents want grandchildren and I just I don't want to make that decision for somebody else um I don't know motherhood just scares me and I'd be interested to find out what you have to say about it it's difficult because everybody's like when you're having a baby come on like don't you want kids yada yada and like it's difficult but anyways okay well I love you and Hartford and yeah okay bye Okay, another really great question that I think there are two, two, two layers, two layers in. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first one um, has to do with the last question, and that is like setting up boundaries, which we'll talk a little bit more about, I guess. <laughs> and then the second part is the motherhood debate. Okay, first of all, like I hear in her voice that like this is just pressure from other people, right? And that is when the the selfishness and boundaries really helps because no one else is raising that baby right no one else is raising that baby so like there has to be a time where like you set boundaries so if if you were her and her mom was like i really want a grandkid when are you going to get me a grandchild what what would you actually say that would get through and not be rude okay i would say you know i wish you would actually stop asking me that because i feel like i'm letting you down all the time because I don't even know if that's what I want and the pressure that you're putting on me like it's making me feel bad and sad like so please let me just figure it out on my own I'm I'm not ready and I'm not there and I don't know that I ever will be there but like it's my decision like yeah because going to the next part of this motherhood and having a baby it doesn't have to be for everyone yeah like There are really full, incredible lives to be lived that don't involve a baby or a family. Like, personally for me, yes, I've always wanted to be a mom. Like, that's just something that 
I always have wanted and desired. And like that has been my number one priority just going through life. Like I will be a mom, like non-negotiable, like it has to happen for me. That's what I wanted. But when I see everything that like I don't get to do because I have a family now, I understand the argument where people are like, I don't know that I want a child. Like, I don't know that I feel that maternal. I don't know that I I want to not be able to travel as much. I don't know that I like I what if you want to just wake up every day and live life exactly how you want to live it? The second that you have a child, that will never happen again. Mm-hmm. And I like really understand when people are like, I don't think I want to be a mom. I'm like, I get it. It's fucking a lot. And you don't have the light. You are a completely different person and you have a completely different life than you're used to after you have a baby. Yeah. So like it's not a situation that outsiders should be influencing. Right. Like, unless they're going to take that baby from you and raise it, you know, like, and then if you like feel like doing that, I mean, to each their own, I don't know, (laughs) whatever you want to do. But like, it's totally, God, if Hartford wasn't here, I would literally be a nomad. No. Would you? I think me and Bo. Yeah. I think that after. Not a nomad. That's like living off the land. Okay. Well, I thought it was someone who just like travels all the time, you know, just like lives, doesn't have a home base. Yeah. That like lives the life where you just go from one place to the next. I would love that. I think that like that's something that if I had found out I can't have children, Mm -hmm. I think that's like the way Bo and I would have lived. We would have just like moved all over and experienced the world. And I I feel like before Hartford, I used to travel all the time. Yeah. And now I obviously can't. And Hartford is the best thing that ever happened to me. But that's something that I tell other people when, you know, I have friends that are saying, I don't know that I want kids. I'm like, I understand because Mm -hmm. like. Look at all the traveling you get to do. You get to see the world. You get to discover so much. I think there's also people who are nervous about bringing a new life into the world we live in. And like, that's a valid concern, too. Like, it's not just like all the other stuff you get to do, but like the responsibility of raising a human and making them a good person and the morals and values and like all of this stuff. Like, that's a huge responsibility for people. It is. But can I say this? When people are like, and I don't know if people are going to like it. Oh, no. (laughs) But like when people tell me that argument, like it's 2022. You see the world that we're living in. How can I bring a child into this world? Um... Salem witch trials, a little bit worse. (laughs) People used to be beheaded, a little bit worse. They used to be quartered and like drawn, like stoned alive. Like there, there's famine, um, war. There's just there's 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 just a lot of factors to consider. So if somebody doesn't want to like fully, fully, one hundred percent with their whole entire like heart doesn't want a kid, then like you don't need to. No, you don't need to. It is so. You okay. don't. You. It is more than okay not to. But like the argument of like twenty twenty two is kind of hard. I'm like, Bleh. no, that's real. We've there's been a lot of the I've, ozone layer, <laughs> like for the ice caps are melting. I mean, there were murder hornets a couple years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think that it's there's always <laughs> a reason why a certain year is is hard and not ideal. Yeah, you know. But like, no, you don't have to be a mom. If yeah. that's not what you want. And I would I would say don't be a mom unless you really, really fucking want to. want to because everything will change. Yeah. Like people should only become parents when they really fucking want to be. There's also um, like communities of people who feel similarly to her. Like I've stumbled 
through TikTok and found the like childless by choice. Yeah. Um, TikTok journey. Yeah. Which I want to become a mom, but I somehow like got there and it's actually really interesting and it's empowering and like she should know because she probably feels like she's the only one in the world that doesn't want one and maybe it's wrong or bad or something but she should know that it's not and there are other people who feel that way look at Lo coming out with like places to go you know resources resources so you feel less alone but I did see it and I like it's stuck in my head like childless by choice quote unquote yeah which I think like love that I feel like women should be able to do whatever the fuck they want absolutely go (laughs) set up boundaries and like if you decide that you want to have a baby do it because you really want it right that's like because you want it not anyone else you know because i want you to have no (laughs) yeah because you want it not your mom (laughs) okay thank you for that question yeah um all right next one all right hi sassy it's Oksana from cleveland i actually met you during a meet and greet here And I'm just so excited that you're back and your podcast is back. I listened to it on my way to work. Um, Just welcome back. My question for you is, what is the best way when you're in a serious relationship to combine bank accounts? Do you keep one separate? Do you combine everything? My boyfriend and I are kind of taking the next step. We already do live together. We are not married yet. But just trying to figure out what the best way to do this. And neither one of us really know. Thanks. Love you. Okay. Oksana. 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 Beautiful name. Um, Juliana. Oksana. Oh, wow. Queens. Getting some inspo. Queens. Um, All right. There is no right or wrong answer to this question, which is why I like it. Because I feel like I can't really get into in trouble with it. Great. All I can all I can talk about is my experience with mm-hmm. it. I don't understand why you have to fully join bank accounts anyway. Yeah. And I know a I've lot. I've never of, understood that. I've never understood it. And I know a lot of married people that they don't do that. Like they don't have joint bank accounts. Like they just still keep their stuff separate. Like. You know, like what is the I understand that like, okay, the bills come out of this account or like things for the house, things like that you're doing together, like they can come out of that account. Yeah, but but what goes into it? Everything and how in one pot? Yeah, I I don't I I don't really know what I'll just explain what me and Bo have done. So maybe this will help. First of all, I would recommend um, hiring someone. (laughs) I thought you were going to go there and I wasn't sure. Because I have to be honest about what I do because I am not a financy person. Right. So like I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know about finances and how that all works and taxes. And I'm like, no, I need to make sure that I don't go to prison for like accidental tax fraud or something. That's important. It's so important. And there's like once you own a home, it's like, what? I'm like. Freaking my business manager just called me the other day and she's like, oh, you have this um, major like house tax. I'm like, what? Ew. That's disgusting. That's not fair. It's disgusting. <laughs> like, like property taxes? I don't know. See? I don't know. Okay. I, she like I, I get it all explained to me and like get told I'm like, okay, all right. And all clearly right. you retain it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I just see because I have anxiety about that sort of thing. Uh-huh. I choose to be selfish in my brain and like I'm not gonna think about it because I know that it'll keep me up at night. Right. Which is why I hire somebody to make sure all the bases are covered. There is no overspending in certain areas. Like everything's where it should 
should be and everyone's being responsible under this house. Okay. You know, but I understand that like that's expensive to hire somebody to do it. Right. Can't you hire like just you like can hire an accountant. An accountant. Yeah. And but also you guys have separate bank accounts though, right? I was gonna get that. Oh, okay, sorry. So I was like, so what we do and what our business manager helped us do, I'm like, we don't need to join our bank accounts. Like yeah. Bo still has his, I still have mine, but we also work together. A lot of our paychecks come to us. So it's like, how do you split that up? And so there's also like a bank account that okay, this this money will go to paying the mortgage and the electric bill and like whatever insurancey things <laughs> that we have to have. <laughs> and because we have somebody to help us with it, it just makes it so much easier. So like, yeah, if you want to like just hire an account, it takes away so much of the stress and anxiety. And I will tell you this, like even if you think it's expensive, worth every fucking penny. I would rather like, buy way less for myself Mm -hmm. and know that I'm like resting easy at night and not staying up all night being like, did I do that right? Is this okay? Is that, am I going to go to prison because of taxes? (laughs) Oh my God. It's like my worst fear. Yeah. It's my worst fear. So that's- No, it's scary because it's very unknown. And it's like- I truly, I don't know how to do it either. And it's like, what if you just accidentally- Right. mess up and then you get those scary letters yeah. that are like we're gonna come get you no it's like literally like, my bleh. worst fear yeah so i just don't feel like there's any right or wrong way to like you don't have to join bank accounts if you don't want to so i'm not married so i'm speaking on my friends experiences but i do know that my best friend she and her husband each have their own bank accounts and then they have a joint one mm-hmm. for like house and whatever expenses what i don't know is is how the money, like what percentage of their incomes goes into the joint one or like, I don't really know how that works, but I think what this would come down to for me is like, if I joined my bank account with my boyfriend, I don't think I ever would, to be honest, but would he like get mad at me for purchases that were made? And would I feel spied on? Like, cause Good I make point. my own money, so I'm going to spend it however I want. And I don't want any judgment. Good point. And I would be scared that, to have someone else's opinion. Yeah, I guess like join bank accounts if you want to spy on your boo. Well, like if you, if <laughs> you, you want to flipped it the other if way. If you want to spy on your boo. Yeah. Join bank accounts. But know that you can also Why be spied on. Why were you at on. that ATM over there the other day? Yeah. That what was, drugs that are you on, doing? That wasn't on the route home. <laughs> like, But for real. Oh my you God. Could, you can spy. But also wait, I had a thought um, in terms of how do you know how much to put what do How you, to put in, yeah. What to put into the joint bank account. For me and Bo, in my brain, I'm like, we're all, we're both working for the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're working for our family. Like, we're working for our home, for our daughter. So, like, if, like, I make more money one month, then I, I tell our business manager, like, put more of mine into the bank account. Right. If he all of a sudden gets, like, a big check for something... Then he puts a little more. It's it's very fluid and changes. And it's not like, well, that's not fair. Like, this wasn't equal. I put in a little bit more. This right. might, it's it's not like that because who cares? Right. We're working for the same thing to just like provide a life for our family. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. So that's like the only way like I know how to do it. This is such a fun question. I know. There's so many variables. Finances are so difficult. They're really hard. They're really interesting to learn. 
but also very overwhelming. I can't learn it. Yeah, you can. No, I've tried. I've no, even, you I've really gone down can. like financy no, TikToks, you could. and I'm like, mm, what? There's a. I'm gonna plug someone else's podcast. There's a podcast called Financial Feminist that's really fucking good. Okay, and it teaches women about money because that's actually a thing. Is like we aren't taught about money growing up, and men for some reason are. I know I have, and it's like a big problem. I have the most vivid memories of being forced to make banana bread and to decorate a home, like make a like a fake, de- like if you had to decorate your home, make like a binder about it. But I know nothing yeah. about money. Yeah. I was never taught it, and so maybe you should learn about money so you can teach Hartford. I like want to get her like a tutor. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the tutor can teach you both. I just like it gives me anxiety. Okay, <laughs> it does. So, what should Oksana do? Um, oh, I, I, I that I, I all I could do was to speak my truth. Oh, so like and hopefully inspire or like get a little inspo. Like yeah. she, Oksana could get inspo from my situation. All right, but I don't think anyone can be told what to do and what not to do because there's so many. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, to this, like. You don't have to join your bank accounts if you don't want to. Make a pro-con list. Just that be like, what, or what is the reason why you want to? Right. Figure out why. Just because you feel like you have to? Because, like, I know a lot of married couples that don't do it. Yeah. So you don't have to if you don't want to. That's my answer. Godspeed. Also, um, get an accountant. <laughs> and don't go to prison. Don't go to prison. No one wants to hire a professional. Hire someone to make sure you don't go to prison because prison isn't fun. And taxes are confusing. Yeah, very confusing. All right, great. Next question. It was so chaotic. (laughs) Hi, um, this is Lexi from Boston. Um, I've been listening to you for a while. Uh, And I recently saw on your um, Instagram, you're talking about the Medici show. And I need to know, because I just started it and it's amazing. I need to know your top 10 historical period piece shows um, because I haven't really watched them before. uh, And now I really want to get into it. Thank you. Love you. Oh, so jealous of her that she's just diving into this world for the first time. No shit. (laughs) Lexi, thank you for this question because... You've given me a reason to speak on the things that matter most. (laughs) And that is what? Do you want me to just go? Go. I mean, this is your... No, I, I'd I like should to have, just I'd turn like to have, the camera directly on I'd you. I'd like to have someone to talk to. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and you've seen a lot of these? I have. Okay, you guys, once you enter the world of historical dramas, of period films, period TV shows, there is no turning back. And you, 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 it's, it's like also becoming a mom. You're changed forever. <laughs> like, it does. Like, it really changes who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I wish I had become obsessed with period films and shows way oh, oh, so long ago. When did you? I've always liked them. Yeah, I thought ever since I've known you, I feel like you have. I've always liked them, but it was never, it never overtook my life the way that it does. Oh. But this is the thing. I watch them now more and get inspired. Mm-hmm. And I have an appreciation for the world that I live in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And like that is just what I feel like the beauty of it is. And it, it and at the same time, while you're learning and getting inspired and appreciating the world that the people before us fought to to make, 
you're also getting to like zone out in another world. You're also able to like check out of like the the life that you're lived, the stresses that are in like your life. You can put your phone away. Like you don't have to think about your finances <laughs> or your wedding or anything or what people are or are saying or like any anxiety you get to check out zone out and be in a completely different world that has nothing to do with the current life that you live true right now Mm -hmm. so i'm just like really really big fan of period stuff so medici's that's I already ranted number, about it. I ranted about number it. one. I ran- are, you, are you ranking them? Well, I wanted just because she said she just, Lexi said she just started oh, Medici. Oh, so I'm like okay. so jealous yeah. that she gets to do this right now. I am still obsessed. Like I did. I did. I say this off air or on air that I listen to it when I'm driving now. You literally said it earlier in this conversation it, in on camera. Yeah. On on. I, th- I think I thought it I was think before. So. It wasn't. No. OK. I don't know. Whatever. Well, it's, you can say it again. I'm going to say it again. I was only listening to the soundtrack every night when I wash my face every night when I wash my face and do like my skincare routine. Now I've started listening to it when I drive. So it's just four songs on repeat being inspired. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I said it. You did already. Yeah. Again, I forget who I tell things to. It was literally like 20 minutes but ago. I do so many podcasts and I also like talk to different people and like have friends that, that I like tell. And I'm like, did we just did I say this earlier when we were with Christina? I'm like, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. That's fair because we talked about the Medici's yeah, because so like, the Medici's are now a big part of our lives. A huge part. Yeah. So I will go through my list. Medici's is, I'm pretty sure, number one. That's crazy to me. That's how much I love it. And I think it's... I'm it, a little... I'm like a little sad why because of downton yes downton deserves to be number one you're not wrong i think you're You're not wrong you're in your honeymoon like fun phase with the medici's right now and you're like ooh, this is new and fun and exciting whereas downton has been like it's been there solid fucking stand stand by We've yeah. been through six seasons together, two films. Four times we over. We went to the movie theater and saw the second one and bawled our eyes out. Like they, those characters have been with us for so long and you're taking them for granted. Okay. You're right. Let me, ar- let me argue why it's, it, it, it was, it, it was kind of slipping off the number one spot. Okay. Okay. Because I like the time period that Medici's is and this, the, I, I love Italy. So like. To be able to see, it's like if Downton Abbey, the way they made Downton Abbey was in Italy in like, I don't know, like the 1500s. Like, it's it's just that I really appreciate that time. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. but Downton Abbey, it should be a number one. Phenomenal. I mean, do I just like say what my list is? Yeah, say your list. I have Downton Abbey. Outlander. I know that it's technically like not it's it's like okay time travel and stuff so it's like not completely real but like there are historical things that actually happen in history yeah. in Outlander so like it is also a period show. Also don't let time travel like deter you and yeah, be like oh it's so cheesy because it's, it's not, not it's literally not. Yeah. Um The Tudors. That's probably my OG. That was like probably the first period show historical show that I watched and that came out well like 2008 2007 something like that something like that and I'm really annoyed because just recently I tried to go back and watch it because I've watched it like four times over the way that I've watched Downton Abbey like four times over Mm -hmm. and it's like not on Netflix anymore and I don't know where it is oh you might have to buy it that feels ridiculous when I've been able to spend the last 10 years of my life watching it for free 
You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but th- that's just what happens sometimes. And some of it doesn't stand. It doesn't hold up. Oh, interesting. Like the the cinematography, some of it's like, okay, this feels mm. a little old, but I still love it. Like, it's still wonderful. Okay. Okay, the Tudors. Versailles. So good. So when I've been talking about my um, Italian Renaissance obsession, uh-huh. and that's who I am now, yeah, I did get a bunch of DMs from people being like, but what about your like obsession with Versailles and like France and like all like that Marie stuff? Antoinette. That didn't go away. It feels like it has. No, it did not go away. Like when I have gone to Versailles, the actual place, mm-hmm. it is a part of me. I've been there before. Yeah. Like in past life. Yeah. Like in a past life. Like not just like visiting. I get you. Whatever. It is It is a part of me. I still am obsessed. But there's no, there's nothing new that I can like watch that is like keeping it relevant so it's still like i just bought mugs coffee mugs for myself mm-hmm. the other day because i realized i don't really have any uh-huh i did them versailles okay. i got versailles mugs great i didn't buy italian renaissance ones i thought about it do you feel like you lived in the italian renaissance or do you just really like the show and the time period like do you feel that same connection to italy and to the renaissance that you do to versailles and to france I feel a I feel like a really strong connection to Italy, mm-hmm. the places that I've visited there. But I didn't know that much about the Renaissance every when I've been there. And so I wonder if like do I feel the connection to Versailles because I've also been I've been there before, one. And but also I knew so much about it. Right. Like the Versailles show, it's three seasons. That's on Netflix still. It's so delicious. So, so good. good. I've watched that a billion times. They actually filmed minutes. at Versailles, too. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It's it's incredible. And I learned so much about the about Versailles mm-hmm. that I wonder if that's why, mixed with the past life, I wonder if, like, that's why I felt so, I feel so strongly about it. Interesting. Because I don't feel as strongly, even though I love Paris and it's, like, my favorite city in the world. I don't feel that like, oh, I was here. I want to sit and cry feeling the way that I do when I've like gone to Versailles. Weird. So I don't know. I feel like now having watched Medici's. (laughs) We need to go to Florence. I need to go to Florence and I'm going to need to see if like one of my past lives is triggered. It's like if something if something makes me weep. I'm sure it will. (laughs) Like, let's be honest. But so like maybe I've traveled, maybe I've had multiple lives during many different times. That's super possible. Because I'm interested in a lot of different points in history doesn't mean I I have the same feeling. But also you might just be really interested in it and really captivated by the show. How could you not? (laughs) No, like how could you not? Like, you know, it's good. It's very good. It's it's everything that we know of the Renaissance. It's it's like uh, this family, if they didn't exist, who knows if the Renaissance would have happened? Like the things that people had to fight against so that this Renaissance would happen. Like it's insane. Like it, I'm just so inspired by it. Maybe you should be an art history professor. Do you know? You're so passionate about this. Do you know that when I was, I went my first year at LSU, mm-hmm. okay, 
that's when I like had a scholarship. Wow. And maybe so before thing. I moved here. Okay. Um, I was trying to figure out what my major was going to be. And I started off in art history. No way. Yeah. And you didn't learn about the Renaissance? Well, it was like one. I was only there a year. And so like <laughs> it's very like LSU. The classes are like huge giant like auditorium um and like i didn't feel like it was not conducive for my learning the way that i learned okay. which is why i ended up transferring to lmu which was like small classes where you can raise your hand and have discussions and like talk to the professor i would just zone out in class yeah when i went to lsu that makes sense but i thought about i, I started off as an art history major maybe that could be your next career I'm not mad at that. Art history professor. Didn't Adele say that she wanted to go and and leave us? Yeah, a bunch of people do that. No, but like to be in art history. Oh, I don't know. Was it to study art history or English literature? I can't remember what it was. I don't know, but I would support that. You're clearly passionate about it. It lights a fire. But it's also, it's, it's, it's architecture too. It's all of it. It's like, it's. And it's the passion that these people had during that time to like fight for like what they believed in, which was like art and knowledge and just like doing accomplishing things that have never been done before and like living in like peace and beauty and fuck my life. <laughs> like I just I whatever. No, I love it. I I just I I need more shows like Manichis, which leads me to yeah, my next, next show, The Borgia. Oh, the yeah. Borgias. I haven't watched that one. So <clears throat> after I watched Manichis, I'm like, well, I can't leave this. I can't leave the Italian Renaissance. So what do I do next? And a lot of people recommended The Borgias to Is it me. the same time period? It's like right after. It's literally like actually like as the other one ends. Oh. So let me explain. Mm. Back in the day... During the Renaissance, mm -hmm. Italy was like different city states. So there was not one emperor or king or ruler. They were all ruled like individually. So like Milan, uh, Florence, Rome, Naples, like they were all just different people ruling those. And it was mainly like prominent families that like started off as a lot of them, not all of them. Some of them started off from nothing and like working their way up to becoming so rich and powerful that they were a part of the politics. And so like they like kind of ruled, which is like what the Medicis did. And um, why am I talking about this? Oh, the Borgias. Yeah. So the Borgias <laughs> was one of the, was a family that ruled in Rome because he became Pope. And the Pope was kind of the de facto ruler of Rome. Whoa. Not anybody else. So like crazy. <laughs> he just became the Pope. That's gnarly. Like you work your way up. Yeah. You know, start off as like a like, priest. Wow, I didn't like, know that. You know, a cardinal. Yeah. And like, yeah. So the Borgias, that show starts right after Medici's ends. Okay. So they knew of the Med Medici's and they referenced the Medici's because the Medici's still lived on. And you're like, I know them. Yeah. No. When they reference different people, like I, my, like, my brain just like starts like firing off and I'm like, fuck yes, fuck yes, fuck yes. Oh my God. We're crossing. Everyone's crossing each other. Like, this is amazing. Ugh, fuck, whatever. So I highly recommend the Borgias, mm -hmm. um, which then leads me to this new show, The Serpent Queen. Oh, people were telling you to watch that. I watched it. Is it good? Yep. What, what's it about? Um, Catherine de' Medici. Oh my God. Who became 
queen of France. So this Medici family who worked their way up from nothing. Uh Uh-huh. They're royalty. They're now. Yeah. So Catherine de' Medici, who, how is she related? Like what, how much of a great granddaughter is she from Cosimo? From Cosimo? Okay. I want to say, um, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, don't mess this up. But there's like so many different. Is it like five generations later? I don't know that it's that long. I don't know that it's that long. I want to say not that far off. I want to say grandfather. Really? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Cosimo. Then he had that son. Piero. Piero. Then they had Lorenzo. And oh no, Cosimo. there was a girl. Oh, Two oh, boys sorry. and a girl. I was thinking Cosimo was the, the, the first guy. No, the, the last guy. What last oh. guy? I don't know. Oh, no. There's too too many. Okay. I'm not thinking of the right person that you're the person that you're I'm thinking of. Oh, you're not there yet. No, I'm not. I'm in the middle of season two. Okay. What's his name right now? There's Piero is the dad. The main guy. Lorenzo. Lorenzo. But he's the second one. I think Lorenzo was her grandfather. Oh. Or great grandfather. Okay. But it wasn't that I feel like far off unless I was looking up because they're all named the same things. Right. So like whenever I click on them, I'm like, oh, wait, was this this Lorenzo or that Lorenzo who like was the father? of? So I like could be completely wrong. Okay. But I don't think I am. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Great. Serpent Queen. I highly recommend Serpent Queen. Now, I'm just going to quickly go through the rest of these, you guys, because they're just great. The White Queen, White Princess, Spanish Princess. All Great. That was where one of the first ones I started, the White Queen and the White Princess. Those are on stars. Bridgerton. Everyone's seen it. Sanditon. If you haven't, watch it now. Victoria. Now, this is one of your favorite time I love period. Victoria. Yeah, this is your thing. Yeah. You know, I've, I love the series, but really the movie, The Young Victoria, is like my fave. Emily Blunt, Rupert Friend. No, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's so good. But like you get so much more with the series. No, it's true. But that movie's I could watch it anytime, any day, as many times as you want. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I love it. But the, the series was very good. Except her contacts were a little. Yeah, they were a little weird. But she looked really pretty. <laughs> yeah. Belgravia. It's an interesting one. Becoming Elizabeth, which is King Henry VIII's daughter, Queen Elizabeth. So you could watch the Tudors and then go into Becoming Elizabeth if you feel like it. Jamestown, a really random that one. That was random. That I watched was good. when I was sick. That's about like the settlers in America, the mm-hmm. beginning of the United States. And I just thought it was really interesting. It can be a little CW-ish, a little cheesy, but like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fine. It, I, I cried a bunch <laughs> of times. And quite finally, I'm going to end with The Gilded Age. Oh, it's last? Well, no. Were I'm those sorry, those, were, those weren't ranked. Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't possibly. Yeah. The Gilded Age was really, it was good. It was good and I'm so excited for the next season. Yeah, when does that happen? It feels like it's been a long time. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. Hmm, Who knows? We'll see. So I really hope this helped anyone. You know what? Maybe I should just start a podcast, a third one. It's about period pieces. Do it. We have plenty of time because there's so many other, (laughs) there's so many other like movies or like three episode mm-hmm. shows, like three episode events that like, okay, well, it's technically isn't a show. Yeah. It's only three episodes, but they're phenomenal. Do you know what I think we should do is we should go to Italy and you should host a docuseries learning about and teaching people about the Medici's and Florence. Teaching people? Yeah. Well, no, I'd have to learn. Yeah. You would like host it and like learn well, while you teach. You know what teach I mean? Teach while I learn. Teach while you learn. Like be followed around while you're learning so other people So that know. I can teach the audience. Yeah. <gasps> right? 
gives an gives us an excuse to go to Italy. You get to study the Medici's. Still is fun and like educational and a cool TV concept. If anyone knows any <laughs> travel show producers in, in Renaissance <laughs> producers. What if you DM interviewed me. like a Medici family member? There's still a couple, but like um, one of them was on. <laughs> Hold on, I look as I looked it up. One of them was on like a, a dating show where it's like, so you no. want to date a prince? No. It was like something like that. I'm like, no way. I would have. Just for the last name. Just for the My last God. name. He could have been a monster. Yeah. Nastasia de Medici. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic fucking drop. Wow. I thought Clark was like a good, solid, classic last name. It no. is. Nastasia de Medici. Oh, my God. That is what's up. That's goals. All right. We're going to need to start working on this show. Yeah. The show where we get I to actually go to I actually do think it would be fun. N- no shit. For me, too, though. I'm selfishly speaking about yeah. myself. Listen, I was having some major blockage with, like, my manifesting. But now, I feel like you opened it, opened it up. All right. We'll do one more question. Okay. Hi, Saucy. I am so glad that you are back. I have been lost without you the past two years without hearing your weekly podcast to get me through my day. Um, So I actually have um, a... I guess a semi-personal question. Um, So I know that you and Bo became engaged and then married while you were pregnant with Little Miss Princess Hartford. So I was just wondering if that was a decision that you guys had made as a couple or if it just so happened that the cards fell that way. My partner and I have been together for three years, and we just had a baby five months ago. Um, Now, I know this is my forever person, but we did have a discussion around marriage or baby first. So I was just curious, uh, what did that conversation, if it occurred, look like? Thank you. Okay, so this is a personal question. I'm not really giving advice, just, you know, talking a little bit more. Um, uh, real talk. I think before we even got engaged, I sat Bo down. I remember being in my apartment, um, my last apartment and, and I feel like it was before we got engaged where I said, listen, my main goal is to become a mom. And I'm, I would like to be a mom more than I'd like to have more than one kid. And I can't like wait around for a long time. And I know that I want you to be the father of my children. Like I know we're going to be together and I know that you are the person that I should do this with. So like, I feel like we should probably have a baby. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is before we even got engaged. And he was super receptive Mm -hmm. and was like, all right, I'm going to like, let's, he did not say no. He wasn't like, yeah. And we didn't like start trying. It was just a conversation where like, let me be very fucking clear about what I want. And again, we didn't start trying because like life got in the way. We went on tour. We did get engaged. We did all these things. And so he ended up proposing and then COVID hit and there was, we were stuck in the house and on Easter Sunday, <laughs> nothing else to do on Easter Sunday. <laughs> it was just like, you don't need to use a condom because I wasn't on birth control. I was like, there's there's no you don't have to. Yeah. And I got pregnant. Best fucking thing that ever happened to me. And then we got married during COVID because it was really 
important to Bo. And like, it wasn't like a ceremony. We didn't do a ceremony. We literally didn't exchange vows. Mm -hmm. It was not even a minute long. Some dude literally came over to my baby shower, to my baby shower to say, there was like less than 10 people at our baby shower. The baby shower was planned in like five days. Yeah. Literally five days. And this guy comes over and he's like, all right, just sign some papers and be like, all right, do you, are, are you going to get married? Are you going to get married? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And that's it. That was it. Because Bo wanted to be married before Hartford was born, like, which I didn't care about. It, he, it, he cared about. So because it mattered to him, it ended up, I, I did it for him. And then I was like, well, yeah, so I still need to have like my wedding because right. I am a basic bitch after all. And I want that moment that with you to like celebrate our love and s- exchange vows and be in a place that like, makes us happy and and wear a fucking wedding dress and like have my loved ones around. And so that's how that all happened. I'll never forget sitting on the stairs here. Like it was probably you would plan the baby shower for like a day and it was like this coming Friday and you were like, so I think we're going to get married at the baby <laughs> shower and like said it so casually that I was like, what? <laughs> like it's such a big deal, but it it really was just like, it, it wasn't. It, no, it wasn't. And we don't celebrate that. We're not going to celebrate yeah. that as our anniversary. Like it, there was no. Yeah, there it was, was just no, important to him. It was just important to him that we were legally married. Yeah. And so like, I don't recognize it. And even neither does he as like, oh, this was really special. It literally was not special. Yeah. But that's how that's how we did it. But yeah, baby was more important to me than getting engaged and getting married. Like. Having a child. I also think that there's so many people now who like you don't there's not an order to do things. I don't you think don't have is. to do anything in order. You you don't have to do anything if you don't you can stay unmarried if you want yeah, to. You like, don't have to get married if you yeah. don't want. You don't need you don't need to do anything. Like I, I I truly feel like people should just like sit with themselves for a while and be like, what is it that I truly want? Do I want to get married because that will get me the baby? Like, is it the baby that you want? Yeah. Or is it, do you even want the baby? Well, and she said they have like a five month old baby. Which also, congratulations. Yeah. That's amazing. A little girl. I think I heard her say. Yeah. Um, So like, if you don't feel like getting married, you don't have to. And ask your boyfriend, like if it's important to him, like talk about it. But if it's not, like no pressure. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Woo. That was fun. That was fun. I'm tired. I'm tired too. I'm really tired. Thank you guys for all the questions. Again, if you've already left questions, I still have them all saved and I go through them because there are so many good so ones many. that like they might resurface. Um, but again, if you have more questions, it's 844-666-SUWS. And if you want to watch this, you can go to patreon.com slash Stassi and watch these on video, cam- camera, whatever. And if you could do me a fave um, and go and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast it's very helpful yeah and we actually read that feedback so oh yeah please all the time send Some, all the feedback sometimes i get nervous because i'm like do i want to see anything negative but then i'm like yeah i can take it i've, I've seen a lot of negative shit in my day yeah so. i read it thank you also guys. you guys could go to the facebook group straight up with stassi khaleesi's and Give talk, us, a, talk about what you like and don't like about this podcast. Yeah, Give us I, some feedback. Yeah, because we check that Facebook group and um, get inspo yeah. from there based on if people are liking certain things or not liking other things. Like I read it all and I take it into consideration. So thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. We'll probably be talking about Harry and Meghan again. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>